This is the Shift Podcast. On the Shift Daily Podcast, acting legend Tom Jackson joins the Shift to tell us about his work and his love of life and his partner. Tom gets into his upcoming project on reconciliation and what the definition of being Indigenous is. Plus, Lost Souls, a song, spoken word, gets released this weekend. We look forward to hearing it. On In Case You Missed It with Ryan O'Donnell, have you ever wondered what Grimace from McDonald's is? Well, we want to know and we find out. Plus, are you okay with ducks? It's time for Are You Okay? Are You Okay is a little segment we do where you can contribute. Let us know. Are you okay with these topics? Are you okay with ducks? Yeah, I like ducks. They're cute. Get yeah, bread. I guess they'll be your buddy. Yeah. Not like those Canada geese. They're oh no, no, no. cobra yeah. chickens. No. Do not Separate. feed the. Yeah, yeah, don't feed the cobra chicken. No. The cobra chicken will bite you. The ducks, you sit on the bench, you have the bread, they'll come over, they'll nibble it out of your hand. Mm-hmm. They're friendly, they're happy, they're good to see you. They're monogamous, yeah. I believe. Some ducks are monogamous. They oh. find a partner, they stay with them for life. That's nice. Uh, did you yeah, ever go to Hoppy Ralph's in St. Catharines? Happy Ralph's? Happy no. Ralph's. Oh, Happy Ralph's. is in St. Catharines. You could feed the ducks. There's a little, oh, really? there's a little pond and a little animal farm near Lake Ontario. It was just on the other side of the bridge, Port Weller. Oh, really? Yeah, happy Ralphs. Happy, no, happy. I, I don't know why I'm struggling saying this. Yeah, happy Ralphs? Welcome happy, to the club. Yeah, happy is not a word I say very much, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about I, uh, some weed store. I was going to be like, I didn't live there when weed was legal. They're everywhere. I was mm. back there, like just at the weed stores everywhere. Off topic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Totally off topic. Wait, wait. Good topic. I do have to mention, one mm-hmm. time I was in Toys R Us buying Lego when I was 20. <laughs> And oh. when I was in the Lego aisle, I heard a wah, wah. I'm like, what? Does somebody have a playing with a toy? And I turned the corner and that dude was carrying his duck in a little case. Like oh, he no had way. a pet duck and he just took his duck inside Toys R Us. And it was it was adorable. It was fantastic. I was like, you know what? And I've been I've seen on TikTok, ducks also make pretty half decent pets. So yeah, really? ducks are cool. Yeah. I mean, who's gonna argue if you have an emotional support duck? Welcome to 2021, man. I love it. <laughs> they love to swim around in lakes or just chill out or get caught in news anchors' live hits while they're trying to fish for sharks. Yes, this is a real thing. A real thing that happened in Australia. Well, first <gasps> of all, wait a second. There is one rule on the shift that we have to do when we spell Australia wrong. That's a typo. <laughs> well... <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, you got me there. Let's the do it. second thing we have to do when we talk about Australia. Just drive from town to paradise and you'll see why we call Australia home. Australia. Australia. All right, uh, that feels better now. Australia. Nice. Australia. I think I took the I out to better represent the accent of Australia. 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 Anyway, yeah. please continue. Here's a moment that happened on the Australian Today Show. And it's coming. There we go. I got a. You got a duck. I got a bird. <laughs> I got a bird. I got a. Oh no. I'd, oh no. I'd, I'd go to That's another enough. shot. Okay, okay. Stop now. Stop now. Stop yeah. now. Stop now. Stop now. That's enough. <laughs> well, that didn't end well, did it? Peking duck, anyone? <laughs> I'm guessing the duck didn't make it. The duck got caught in the fishing line and started flying towards the guy. It was oh. an Australian duck, which plays into this story that you're about to read. Because I think all the right. Australian ducks are out for revenge. They must be very special because they all have an extra eye in them. Mm-hmm. So that was the very fortunate moment that happened for the Australian duck. Maybe that's why they are now taking their revenge on humans. A duck in Australia was caught speaking in English. Scientists have discovered that musk ducks are oh, careful. 
when you say that one. Musk right. ducks are the only waterfowl species that can learn sounds from other species, just like a... <laughs> I left that one in on purpose. Oh. I knew you'd have the best reaction to that one. <laughs> just like a parrot. A parrot. A parrot. Just like a parrot. That's a typo. Here is an actual recording of a duck, not a human, saying the words, you bloody fool. It sounds more like a creepy ghost than it does a duck. It's terrifying. Oh, my God. Wow. We should get to Eric Bowser on the show and get him to uh, do his Daffy the Duck. Oh, nice. Good idea. Hmm. The ethologists further, uh, Eric Bowser, he's the Canadian voice actor who does Daffy the Duck and Bugs Bunny in the Space Jam movie, by the way. Fantastic fella. And he's a friend of the shift. Ethologists further explain in the paper that the sound was recorded when a duck was on the inside and up against a wire fence with a microphone alongside at less than a meter distance much of the time. Apparently, this duck's owner uses that phrase constantly. By the way, that duck's name is Ripper. So, wait a second, because if he was stuck on a fence, up against a no, wire fence, wasn't he wasn't stuck. stuck. This is like a, a, a farmer, or this is a guy who, so the ethologists were wanted to study ducks and their behaviors, so the, this guy allowed them to do that. And so it, this is part of an area where the ducks have their own pond and stuff, but the duck wandered up towards the fence, and the microphone caught him doing the terrifying you bloody fool thing. Hmm. I just, how, about that? how weird would it be to like look at that duck and and hear that come out of its beak? <laughs> like yeah. you, look at the it double take it says like, that. The what the yeah. who the what? It's the what did you Are you okay? Are you okay with diamonds? I would be if I could procure some, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Procure. If it could procure, you can't some say diamonds, happy, yeah. but you could say procure. Yeah, I got a weird vocabulary. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've noticed. I'm a little off. I'm a little odd. A little, Brendan yeah. and I are trying new words tonight. I like it. Yeah, I like this. Spanning our horizons. A few months ago, yeah. a certain rapper made headlines. <laughs> well done, right? After he would put a massive pink diamond into his forehead, Lil Uzi Vert. American rapper installed the diamond right in the middle of his head, and it's always been a bit of a mess for the rapper. Rapper, not after long he had it installed. I have no idea how to describe this. He posted this clip. I don't. So he's talking about how like the swelling has to go down or something, and that like it won't move as much or something. I don't know. So, yeah. So he started trending because of this. Then he scared a lot of people with this tweet last night. So he posted a photo of blood running down his forehead where the piercing was, and wrote, "If I don't get it." took out the right way I could die with the laughing crying emoji. Then he added, no, seriously. Then he deleted that tweet and it said it was all good now. So I guess he's okay. Whatever was going on with that blood, I guess whatever they fixed that. But I like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) What is this Keisha? What is it? (laughs) It looks like it would fall out in the shower. Uh, That's from ET Canada, by the way. And Keisha was actually right. It did kind of fall out. Uzi hasn't been wearing the diamond, but why? What up, Uzi? You still got the diamond, brother? Yes. I had a show at Rolling Loud, and I jumped in the crowd, and they kind of ripped it out. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I still had a diamond, so I feel good. All right. I still had the diamond. I... At the risk of sounding like I'm in my rocking chair with my cardigan on telling people to get off my lawn, what the hell is this world? (laughs) The recording artist said he's feeling good and he still has the diamond not to worry. The pink diamond is reportedly worth $24 million and it was surgically implanted in his face earlier this year. I've been paying for a natural pink diamond from Elliot for years now, he tweeted. This, he took payments on it. 
This is his tweet. This one stone costs so much, I've been paying for it since 2017. That was the first time I saw it, a real natural pink diamond. Lots of M's in my face. I'm assuming he means millions. Ryan, can you translate that to millennial? Uh, millions and millions and millions. I don't know. Uh, Lots. Lots of money. $24 million <laughs> diamond that he took a payment plan on. <laughs> and he put it in his face and then... It was like, you would think if you're going to install that on your body, that it, people would have to work for it to get it out. Kind of like Vision in the Marvel movies. He's got the stone in his head and they have to take it out. But no, some guy at a at like a Coachella show just yoink, <laughs> just ripped it out. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Imagine the panic that's... when he finds... Um... When he finds it, Who got my diamond? or lost it for a second. Where's my diamond? $24 million. I just finished making payments. It'd be like Brendan last week. He could call yeah. in for good news. I finally yeah. started finish paying for my $24 million diamond. It's quite a procurement. <laughs> a barbell piercing is now in his forehead face hole where the diamond had once been. Okay, we have time for one more here, right? Which one would you like to do? Because we have a couple of choices. Uh, You know what? Let's do the celebrating one. Let's do the celebrate oh. one. I feel like we need music. I know you're going to play it. Right? We need it. There it is. Cool in the <laughs> nice. game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get it on. Okay. Oh, I got to stop for a second. Are you okay? There we go. Are you okay with celebrating? The who isn't. Who isn't? Yeah. Even me. I, mean, I, I can't even say happy, but I like celebrating. Nice. <laughs> There's always something to celebrate. Celebrating lound. <laughs> lound? Did I really write lound oh. instead of loud? Lound and crazy <laughs> proud. No, I didn't. Sometimes, that's a typo. Sometimes you can get a bit too excited and you end up doing something really stupid, like firing a gun off in the air and causing school lockdowns. Here's more from WKRN News 2. Multiple Rutherford County schools were locked down after celebratory shots were fired during a gender reveal. Well, yesterday, John Pittard Elementary, Oakland Middle School, and Oakland High School were all impacted because of this incident. Murfreesboro Police say an expectant father fired a handgun into the air just blocks away from those schools. The wife also screamed from the excitement. A neighbor heard the commotion, called police. The father is now being cited for unlawful discharge of a firearm. Nobody was hurt. By the way, Neil. What? They are expecting a baby boy. Yeah. sexist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that what you take away from it? <laughs> I did, yeah, but gender reveal parties are dumb that's yes. all yeah i saw a good one actually i can i i'm gonna vent for one quick second here because we're going to be short on time Please, go ahead gender yes. reveal parties in a world where everyone's trying to us uh, tell us to not be worried about worried about gender is dumb and hypocritical okay sorry you go ahead you have 10 seconds i have 10 seconds a lady uh gender reveal pop a balloon nothing came out the lady went well i'm sick of this ripped off her wig and there was a blue wig underneath it was beautiful that was good <laughs> Man. This is the Shift Podcast. I was given an opportunity probably 12 years ago. It was a long time ago. I sat down to dinner and a gentleman came and sat next to me. And I had a wonderful conversation with him that night. Two strangers that, well, I enjoyed the dinner. Uh, he offered me his phone number and said, reach out anytime. And a decade later, I finally got to the point where in my own, I think, self-worth, frankly, and in my own journey of life, I knew that it was time to reach out and say hi to Tom Jackson. And Tom Jackson, you'll know from many songs and concerts and movies, proud Canadian, and, uh, and he's got some new work coming out, so the timing works quite well. Tom, how are you? I am awesome and then some, and it's almost embarrassing one to say that in these times but uh um i'm very happy living in in my personal wonderland and i have my own wonder woman to go with it well you know it's funny because i when i was looking up your info to to reconnect with you i remembered you telling me about telling me about allison 
And I remembered the name of your company and all the things that you had shared with me. And that was the biggest thing that I remembered from our conversation was us talking about your Allison and this, this partner in crime, if you will, that you have in your life. Um, if it's not too private, Tom, since we're here already, um, we just share with us how amazing this person is in, in being with you and supporting you. A couple of things I can tell you that, um, I love her. We've been together for 30 years or more. Um, and I love her more every day. You may not find that plausible, but I love her more every single day, including today. And I once wrote a song was, I think it was only four words, four, four lines. So ain't nobody going to take me away from you. I made up my mind and what's true is true. I'll never love another. And here's the reason why you rescued me and your love made me cry. Hmm. So if you add that to the other half, that's the length of the song, but I'll tell you the, if you don't know these parts of my world, I, uh, Allison fell in love with a drug addict. I was uh, living in a hole in the ground uh, not long before I met Allison. And so you have to imagine what kind of strength it takes to get from there to where we are today. And I'm not doing anything but bragging on Allison's strength. And if you want to bore yourself, go look at my resume because it doesn't have much to do with me. It has more, a lot to do with Allison. And, um, but there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that bio, in that journey that um, that's worth seeing when you're trying to figure out where you fit in the world uh, next to your partner, who these days is called Wonder Woman, and you'll figure out why. She, other ha- she has other attributes too. She, she from time to time is known as Snow White because there's nothing... And I'm the, I'm the seven dwarfs. <laughs> She's Snow White. I am the seven dwarfs. But there's nothing. We live in the country. Nothing in this lodge um, that it isn't safe. Like everything in this lodge is safe, with the exception of mosquitoes. <laughs> and when we get a mosquito, it sounds like this. Or she's got it perfected. It sounds like this. Got it? Doesn't sound like this. Yeah. Sounds like. And when she gets it, we, we you don't know, like to swear around here. So she gets it. And she goes, Frogger. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, isn't it so true to be able to sit with that, that love and, and 30 years, Tom, of how far she's come and you've come and her belief. And I mean, I've said this more than once in my life is that if you can't believe in yourself today, just believe in me right now. In this moment, if you can't believe in yourself, will you trust me enough to just believe in me? With all the things that are going on in the world today, Tom, it's pretty valuable, isn't it? It is. Uh, And I think it's important that we audit ourselves with all the things going on in the world right now, because a lot of things need to change course, but you can't change a course unless you know you're off course. And you know, we have things that we do every year, say New Year's Eve, where we, we check in and we audit ourselves. And what did we do last year? And what are we going to do next year? What if you did that twice a year or Once a month, or maybe once a week, Hmm. maybe once a day, maybe before bed and realize where you're going and where you want to go and how you're going to get there. The whole world of truth and reconciliation we spoke briefly about, but I, I work with an organization called Alpha House and there's, Part of that is 
being on shift with the DOPE team. The DOPE, DOPE team spelled D-O-A-P, stands for Downtown Outreach Addictions Partnership. And when I have people that I'm angels in my van that I have and I'm transporting them, I always ask, would you rather be somewhere else than this? Because if you would, let's make a plan. Okay, that's great. Well, I was in detox once and there was a guy there that was going ballistic with one of my upline guys. And, and then he looked over at me and I watched him for about five minutes. He looked over at me and he said, are you Tom Jackson? And I said, yeah. And he started to tell me the same story that he was telling Adam. That was his name. And I said, wait a minute. I, I had, had a friend of mine who's 87 years old, and he went to his doctor when he was 85, and he said, how long, doc? And his doctor said, well, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years. He said, what? I'm going to have to make a plan. What do you mean 25 years? I'm 85 years old. It was great. I went to my doctor, and my doctor just shook her head and said, nope, not going to happen. I laughed, negotiated, and she said, okay, I'll give you 20. I'll give you 90, because I was 70 at the time. <laughs> she said, I'll give you 90. Okay, deal. We shook hands. So back to my story about my friend in detox. His name was Greg. I said, Greg, my doctor said I got 20 years. Are you actually going to take up 10 minutes of my life to tell me just what you told Adam? So is it, do you want to be here? I got the truth. I get what the truth is. You're telling me the truth. I got it. I know you don't want to be in the temp line. I know you don't want to sleep on this rug, this mat. So would you like to make a plan? Would you like to do something else other than what you're doing here? He said, yeah. I said, what's that? He said, I'd like to be a forklift operator. I said, how old are you? He said, 60. I said, are you good? He said, yeah. So I said, Adam, let's make a, a little file. And we phoned a, an agency and somebody out there realized that there was a guy in a homeless shelter that actually wanted to get out. Two days later, he had a job. Two days. And his life changed. Now, is that awesome or what? You never know. the. You just never know the value of the gift. And what's the gift? The gift is in the giving, and I'm not Santa Claus. I just understand what that spirit is. And if I know that I'm not feeling well, I can go and do something for somebody else. And it changes my life on the spot. I would add to that, Tom, and say that the gift is in the lifts listening. Because um, what I take away from your conversation with Adam is that he was willing to listen and so were you. And that's when the magic really does begin. Exactly. And you, sir, have a gift. So you have an opportunity to bring your heart and soul to those who you think might need them. So we, we don't always, you know, sometimes we need to help more than, more than we need help. We need to help because it, it empowers others and empowers people who need help. If you ask them, can I do you, can I help you? What do you need? It empowers them. You're going to do, you want to do somebody a, a favor. It's not quite a favor. It's you, you've discovered, discovered this truth thing. Now what do you, what's going to happen? Well, now you, what's happened, you now know. So now what's going to happen? What does re reconciliation look like? We know the truth. Now what are we going to do about it? Now what do we do? That's reconciliation. So how do we start that, Tom? I, I remember when we, the Kamloops news had come out so long ago, it seems like, but only yesterday. And yet I said, the day that we stop talking about this is the biggest crime of all. There's a point we get to where we've all molded over and we've compartmentalized it in our brains. And then there's a day that we sort of stop talking about it again, which is what has happened all the way through this. So how do we keep it in conversation 
And I'm hoping that with that question, you'll also let us know about Lost Souls. It's really important to recognize that some things are invisible. And we have to make them visible. We have to help them become visible. Some people fall into the invisible category. Some people get depressed. And all of a sudden, they become invisible. And they feel invisible. And it's important for us to go and make them visible. And we don't always have vehicles with which to do that. Well, there is a vehicle. When I heard the, the, the story about the 215 lost souls in Kamloops, I was in Scotland. And I wrote right there and then the, this piece that I believe can be a vehicle, can help people keep it visible in front of them, keep their lens working, not putting wedges into places that they simply change the beneficial course that exists. I don't know that there's a better time in history to understand what the word indigenous means. Not in my lifetime anyway, that's for sure. Well, but now people are sensitive and they're listening and they're, and they, and they want to do something, but it's hard to do. I'm not, okay. that well, means, I want to interrupt for one second and please don't lose that train of thought, Tom, but I'm not sure that I truly understand what the word indigenous means. I mean, I understand the definition, but I'm not quite sure I understand what it means. We don't know what, what indigenous, what first nation is, what Aboriginal is, what, it means to be Indian? No, we don't. But it's not, that's not the important thing. The word, the verbiage is, or the, yeah, the, the narrative part is not that important. The verb is really important. What is indigenous? Indigenous is a soul and a being that was here before time. It was here. It's part of the soul of the land. This is Mother Earth. This is Turtle Island. And we have to acknowledge that. We have to also acknowledge at the same time what has happened to Indigenous people. And, you know, I don't want to go down that dark road. What I want to do is give you a vehicle with which to better understand the truth. And when you do that, if it touches you, then now you need to talk about it. You need to keep it fresh. Don't let it fade off into the, the, the white noise. Don't let it fade off. So this project is called Lost Souls, and it's a video. And I'm going to give you, and I can't give it to you now because I don't have it, but it's, but it's a link to our Facebook. I, I think I should wait and send you an email yep. on it. I think just go to tomjackson.ca. But anyway, it go to our YouTube channel, Tom, Tom Jackson YouTube channel. And as of midnight Friday, it'll become live. And when that happens, you go there, you like it, and you share it with everybody you know. And that's going to make a difference. You're a, an influencer. Shane, you're, you're an influencer, just like I am and others in my Rolodex. <laughs> they still exist. Yeah, I think they do. They must. <laughs> but we need everybody to take out their Rolodex and get their Rolodex to like and share this video. That's what's going to have impact. That's what's going to help people think and realize and touch the truth. And then they can figure out what they want to do. If we change the subject, Tom, and this always makes me curious, I always sort of say, if we, if we don't understand something that we're talking about, if we don't understand 
We just can't get past that blind spot, that hurdle, that roadblock, whatever you want to call it. Change Mm -hmm. the subject. If you feel like you understand hockey or singing, present yourself the same scenario in singing or hockey. To your point about, you know, taking a look at these opportunities and being in service of people and listening, like you said, you spoke about uh, the dope team, but it doesn't have to be drugs. It could be alcohol. I mean, it could be a sex addict for all that is. I mean, it could be somebody who's addicted to flipping online about COVID stuff. It could be anybody even who just can't get off the couch and feel motivated to chase their dreams. Once we change the subject and start to talk about these exact conversations, I guess what I'm saying is this seems to me and what I'm learning about the conversation, all of the indigenous people's conversation in general, in particular Kamloops and all of the unmarked graves that are still being discovered, by the way, for those who don't follow the story, the, it seems like it's more of them. We feel like we need to just understand it today. Like Tom, give me the, give me the nuts and bolts so I can get it. As opposed to what I'm seeing here is this is a muscle that we need to exercise in all parts of our lives. What we have to find out, which is, let me, let me back up for just a second and say, where we're at is we need to create health. I mean, I can go into a controversial or, or create controversy, but that's not what this is about. But we need to do what we all as a society need to do is to create health. Because all those addictions, all those things, that's that's more of a, a mental problem than it is a physical problem. I can't create a virus or a, a, a vaccine. That's rocket science. But what is not rocket science is creating health. I don't talk about, I don't mean a pill. I mean health. I mean love, laughter, leaping, dancing, you know, leap, learn, laugh, and love, I say. What does that mean? Leap, that means dance until you sweat. Don't just get up and dance. Dance until you sweat. There's a, a place in your core that is occupied from time to time with toxic tricksters. In order to get rid of that trickster, you have to sweat it out. And that tro- toxic trickster will be extricated and there'll be joy brought into that spot. So you need to learn to leap, dance. You need to figure out what learning is. Learning is finding a good book that makes you happy, makes you laugh. Laughter is the best medicine ever. The last time you laughed 200 times in a day, you were probably two years old. Your funny bone's probably a little rusty. Laughter is the best medicine in the universe. And love, not the word, but the verb. Leap, learn, laugh, and love. It's a social prescription that is guaranteed to create health. That's what we need to do. We need to embrace those thoughts. We need to, that audit idea, audit yourself when you get up in the morning. Just put a little sticky on the mirror. And it's tough because if you put it up there, it says audit, you got to do something. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've done it, actually. I've done the sticker and you see it and you're like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) But when you do it, it, the rest of your day goes way better than the ones that you don't, where you don't do it. Does that help you? Does that make sense? It helps me a ton, Tom. I mean- the the part that I, I I I always get to is that you know we all have questions about so many things and the more that I spend time with specific topics, even understanding Kamloops or trying to, I learned that it's not just a muscle about Kamloops. It's a muscle about life in general. It's learning how to listen and and take people for who they are and listen to the stories that they tell, listen to their experiences and their insights that they share and. That's present in all aspects of my life. It's not present only in the topic of Kamloops or the topic about the federal election. It's the, it's just present there all the time. And I, that does help me a lot. 
Um, I find that incredibly insightful. Um, I, I would like to make sure that you know that the invitation to come back here is always here. Um, here, here's what I would like to do is because the video comes out, the lost souls video comes out, uh, just before the weekend this weekend. So that's going to be our weekend. We will run that after the weekend and, uh, tell everybody, cause I've seen it. I've been given a link to see it and listen to it. So I love it. I, it's amazing work. And Tom, you're like, <laughs> I have this thing, the Tom Jackson voice when it comes on. And, um, and I remember when we sat at the Junos. And someone said to me, said, uh, the Juno Gala and said, oh, it was really cool. You voiced the Juno Gala. And I remember saying, yeah, but when you voice the Juno Gala and you're sitting next to the voice of Tom Jackson, I said, it's really kind of ironic and funny, but still kind of awesome at the same time. So I would love to have you uh, on here. And I love the work that you did around this and all of the things. Is there anything else coming up? I realize COVID throws a bit of a wrench in some of your annual plans and things that you, that you have going on. Is there is there anything else? after this that we can we can look forward to i'm uh executive producing uh working on a series and but i there's it's really i shouldn't even say it <laughs> uh because it's it's so early in its stage but i'm right now polishing on another thing i'm polishing uh a film script called 215 and you can guess what that's about um and we're going to get that on the boards as quickly as we can. And I'm working with the producers and the writers from the film that you talked about earlier, Cold Pursuit. Um, and we're working on a new script that's been ordered up by Studio Canal. So we're actually going to shoot a sequel. And um, very excited about that. Keeps me very busy. We've got a, our Huron Carroll virtual um and a concert coming up. So we got Huron Carroll virtual show, which we went to 34 communities last year, raised about 2.1 million for various charities. And, um, and this year we'd think we'll double the number of communities we go to virtually. And we have a tour Christmas tour called stories and songs and Santa clauses. Oh, sorry. I did. I made the mistake. Stories and songs, and Santa causes. Oh, Santa causes is good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but as you can tell, as I mentioned, my plate is full, but it's delicious. Yeah. TomJackson.ca. If you want to learn more about Tom, you know Tom. Uh, you will recognize Tom. You've seen him everywhere, and it was only because of the fact that it was the most recent thing I watched. The Cold Pursuit movie is very good and very entertaining. And uh, the ending is fantastic too. So um, thank you for being here, Tom. Congratulations on the Lost Souls piece. It is a song, but it's spoken word as well. It's very poetic and that's my favorite stuff. So I love that. I really appreciate it, man. You betcha. I got your number. Please use it and we'll bring you back to chat more. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Later. Bye. It's the Shift Podcast. In case you missed it on the radio, here's O'Donnell. That's one of those circumstances where I wish we had just like a beep button instead of a ding. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? we do. It's the whole thing, no? I want to know what's behind the beep. No, you don't. It's a secret. Okay. It's a very scary secret. (laughs) I'm going to try to not... I I actually have no idea what's behind that beep. Ryan's not very offensive, but uh, who knows what you could come up with to make it not PG-13. All right. Uh, I want to share an experience I had this weekend while in Sylvan Lake. I met a gentleman... We were enjoying the pool, amazing pool at this nice little uh, park. And we were started chatting about what we do. And I told him what I do. And he, he just said, can I ask you a question? I said, absolutely. He says, why haven't you adjusted how COVID numbers are reported? I said, what do you mean? He says, well, I understand cases, deaths and all that are important. But what I really care about now is the details of how the vaccine is, is impacting 
those numbers. And it raised a very good point in that we are changing how we deal with COVID-19. But when it comes to reporting on COVID-19 and disclosing that information, it's been a much slower rollout than I expected. But there was an interesting development that I want to applaud Manitoba for doing. Manitoba, Manitoba. is trying... Manitoba. I love, I love Manitobans. The province is trying a new tactic to roll out important COVID-19 information while also at the same time kind of convincing you to get vaccinated. I think it's pretty brilliant. Essentially, what they're going to do is they're going to break down their daily tally of COVID-19 cases, but by how many of those are unvaccinated. More specific, here's the clip. The province is displaying a fresh set of data on its online dashboard, COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations based on vaccination status. Now, today's figures show over 80% of new cases are in unvaccinated people or those who aren't fully immunized. Dr. Jazz Atwal says the goal is to show just how well vaccines work. The graphs are there to show the power of the vaccine to prevent one from being in hospital. Uh, and 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 to really protect our acute care system. Graphs are awesome and they work. Seeing the data visualized can actually do wonders for you. It, it, there is so much research. I'm sure Shane, you you know what I'm talking about. Like there hey, is just because I like spreadsheets doesn't mean graphs. I like graphs. I mean, I totally do. But don't just because. Don't assume. Oh. I'm okay. I apologize. But I mean, think about it. Would you rather see a list of how many cases or a fancy schmancy pie chart? I would rather As see a pie chart. Uh, pie charts, yes. It. I, the numbers have to be clear, though. The one thing I would add to that mm-hmm. is that it can get really like you can, people will, charts can skip info and make things yep. look out of context. And I think that it, it really matters. Um, it really matters that everybody can see things accurately and it's got to be clear numbers because sometimes those charts will skew right mm-hmm. but yes i agree and that brings the visual me to does my work next point. the visual does work and that actually brings me to my next point so in alberta they have flirted with this and i i just don't understand why this is not a thing where the idea of giving the number of people who have gotten covid if they're vaccinated or not, just displaying that. What Alberta does share is a little different. It's a tweet. It's not directly made uh, as a big thing. It's just simply a tweet from Dr. Dina Hinshaw every now and then, which is not great. It is total ICU patients by vaccine status. It is a circular kind of pie chart. And this particular data is from June 1st to September 1st. What data is here? Well, 87% unvaccinated, 7% partially vaccinated, 6% fully vaccinated. What's missing from that is specific numbers and details on those people who are fully vaccinated or partially vaccinated in the hospital. Do you remember when COVID numbers were the top story of every day? And we Mm -hmm. found out of these 18 people, Six of them have comorbidity. Uh, I, I I struggle with that word. Uh, or of these people who passed away, yes, of these people who have died, these people had prior conditions. That data was really important. And just because we're trying to fool ourselves into thinking we're moving forward and past this, this is the kind of information that helps us. It helped us when we were at the peak, and it will help us now. And I really think that more provinces should look at this like Manitoba is doing. This is really important stuff, and I appreciate it. Science. Well, it matters. Everybody needs to be given the information to succeed. I'm a big proponent of that. There's certain information people don't need to know, and there's information that people need to succeed. And, you know, a great example was how uh, some provinces were breaking down cases by different um, regions and, right, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. And, and some weren't. And the BC's dashboard has been amazing. I've found Ontario is incredibly difficult to work with and Alberta is just kind of ugly and hard to follow. Like, so, you know, there, there's, 
Yeah, there's always info missing. Yeah, but this is why like a national strategy or like if you're if you're Ontario or Alberta and you go, huh, man, BC's got a fancy website. Wouldn't you want to like match it? I don't know. I would. Anyway, food for thought. Speaking of food, actually, we're going to skip one down here, Brendan, because this story caught my eye. What is the meaning of life? What is true happiness? Good question. What is the secret recipe to Coca-Cola? These are life's greatest questions. Oh, and this one. What the heck is Grimace? <laughs> you know, the purple McDonald's mascot. You know, you know what I'm talking about one that looks like a like a pine, like a triangle that's purple. He's got the tiny arms and the happy face. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Grimace is amazing. Grimace is amazing. I, I grew up early 2000s McDonald's when they were still milking the McDonald's mascots. But I always wondered what what is what is it supposed to be? What does it represent? Well, a uh, McDonald's manager went on the CBC because he was voted one of the best managers in the world for McDonald's, and he dropped a bombshell revealing what Grimace actually is, and I can't really unthink it. So before we go, gentlemen, any guesses as to what Grimace is? I don't know. That's good. It's kind of plum. Kind of an eggplant. Eggplant? That's not bad. He was, a, he was around before eggplants, though. Yeah, he was. He was like a flat eggplant, like a like he got run over, kind of. Like he's not hmm. as, but that's not what he is. That clearly can't be what he is. Um, it's too easy. Yeah, it is too easy. Oh, I don't know. I mean, grimace. You would think he was like part of a, a lip doing a a, gl- a grimace, but that wouldn't make sense either. I don't know. Well. I have the answer for you. You're both wrong. But honestly, I wish you were right because the answer is crazy. Let's get this clip. You know that Ronald McDonald is a clown, right? And the Hamburglar is all about the burgers. But have you ever thought about what is Grimace? Okay, so he's the purple mascot with the big smile. Okay, here he is next to Ronald McDonald at a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Well, somebody asked McDonald's. And they answered, Grimace Lore says he is the embodiment of a milkshake or a taste bud. Well, that had people shook. One person tweeted, I could have gone the rest of my life never having learned this and thus thinking about all the implications. Another person said, I always thought Grimace was a blob of jelly for my breakfast biscuit. And here I am thinking, I never thought about Grimace. (laughs) How dare you not think about Grimace? Yeah, Grimace is a top tier mascot who fun fact in mcdonald's commercials was voiced by frank welker who is megatron and scooby-doo and skeletor Mm. fun fact yeah uh so yes if you look at a taste bud under a microscope it looks like grimace wow so they made a mascot based off the microscopic image of a taste bud but mcdonald's like you're not a Michelin star restaurant here. I think you're shooting a little bit too high on that one. Know what I mean? <laughs> it's a taste bud. It's, it's funny. A taste bud. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I agree. I did not need to know that though. I mean, no, I didn't really care what he was. I thought he was kind of grapey, but that was about it. I can't believe he's a grapey. <laughs> a grapey boy. He does look like yeah. a grape in, yeah. in a, like, why wouldn't they just make him a grape? I guess McDonald's doesn't have grapes. That's what I was going to say. McDonald's doesn't have anything purple. That's why it was hard to figure no. out. Mm. Very 90s, though, to do the purple thing. Anyway, Grimace hasn't been used by McDonald's in years, but uh, this internet buzz, I think we're going to see a return of our favorite dumb taste bud. Anyway, before I go, we've got a crazy story of what might be some of the best marketing i have seen for a movie in years this is next level stuff it's back it's coming back we've known this for a while but the matrix the fourth movie in the matrix franchise is coming out soon and this gets crazy 
They are dropping a teaser trailer on Thursday, which I will bring for you on in case you missed it. But before that, they did something fascinating. They dropped a website, whatisthematrix.com, which has been around for a long time. That was the original promo website, which I'll talk about in a second. But this website is interactive. The title and contents of the first trailer were revealed at an event, which shows like it's a futuristic world with Neo, who's Keanu Reeves' character, is suppressing his you know realization by taking the blue pill, which you know the blue pill in the Matrix is you live in the simulation. The red pill is you wake up and you see the world for how it is, right? But what does the website do? It generates a teaser video including real footage of the movie, automated narration, and the choice between taking the red and blue pill. Heading to the website and picking a pill will generate one of what Warner Brothers says are 180,000 possible different teaser trailers for the movie, every one of which includes film footage and narration. And they are not kidding. I tried this. So Shane, are you taking the red pill or are you taking the blue pill? I take the blue pill. You're going to take the blue pill? I recorded this at 8.21 in the evening. Brendan, can you play the second clip for me, please? Do you remember how you got here? You've lost your capacity to discern reality from fiction. What's real is here and now, 8.21 p.m. Anything else is just your mind playing tricks on you. It becomes a problem when fantasies endanger us. We don't want anyone to get hurt, do we? <laughs> yeah, That's when cool. I, I didn't know it did that. So when I was watching the trailer and the narrator just goes 8:19 p.m., I was like, "What the? Huh?" Like it made me think, "Am I in a simulation?" Oh, I'm <laughs> thrilled that they're doing this. And this is cool because what the matrix.com when the first movie came out had hidden pages which you could access by typing codes and there were games and comics based on the film on the website. It was like an early look and a try to market a movie on the internet. And I love that they've brought that back because The Matrix is one of those films that has stood the test of time. The sequels aren't amazing, but the teaser images for this film are stunning. These little bits of the movie are so cool. I invite you to go to the website. Again, that is whatisthematrix.com. And you will get something completely different from what I just played for you every time. And that's really cool. I cannot wait to see the teaser for this film later this week. Cool stuff. The Matrix is uh, deeply philosophical, too, so by the way. Um, and frankly, as time unrolls, quite accurate. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.